Hello, how's it going? Hey man, you alright? Yeah, how are you? I'm good, thank you man. Thank you very much. So yeah, I normally start with just like, who are you? Um, do you want to introduce yourself and then we'll, uh, we'll take it from there? Yeah, so uh, I'm Kyle. I'm going on 32 this year um, from Leeds. I am the owner of Bones Cult. Um, and I've just started up another side project called Cult Customs. So yeah, that's me. But yeah, you've been going quite a while. You're at 34.8 thousand followers, which is nuts. Uh, it is. It's me- yeah, it's mental. How many years have you been going? Um, I think it's I think it's five years this August. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So it's quite a big growth then. Yeah. I, yeah. It literally like the first couple of years were like pretty slow, and then all of a sudden there were like a boom, uh, and it slowed down again, and it just started picking up again. But um, like I've just downloaded um, I forgot what it's called now TikTok. Um, yeah. after like many people told me to get it and I posted a few videos on there but that seems to like that seems to have like helped massively like I've not had loads of views on the videos but my growth on Instagram has gone up massively so yeah I think I think people kind of follow across don't they they see your stuff yeah. on and they go where else are they and obviously Instagram everyone loves Instagram so it's probably quite easy to then pull, exactly. people, pull people across and then yeah gain from that yeah and there's like a, there's a lot of um of like my model friends that are on TikTok, so if they post any videos, or there's people that I know have got OnlyFans accounts, and they always tag Bone Skull if they're wearing the jewelry in the photos or whatever. So that obviously that helps as well. What kind of other jobs have you had, or what what led you to the point where you wanted to start your own brand? Because I always find that really interesting. Like I've spoken to loads of other people before, and it's really fun to see like what they've done. And then where they reach the point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this for myself and I'm going to start it and I'm just going to see what fucking happens. So, so like when I was younger, when I was still living at home with my parents, um, I'll actually, I actually run another brand for a while. I ran it for about three years. Um, the brand was called Hail Mary Clothing. And um, it was very kind of like drop dead, kind of like that kind of vibes. Yep. Um, so there was a guy called Michael Shantz. I don't know if you've heard him before. No. He's from like, I think he's either from like somewhere in America or maybe Canada. But um, he did a lot of stuff with Drop Dead, like the really cat only designs. And obviously back then that's what I was into. Um, so I contacted him um, and I had, a quite, I had a quite well-paid job at the time. I, um, before, at the minute I work at Awesome Merchandise uh, as a screen printer. Um, but before that, I was a manager at Greg's for like 13 years. Okay, so nice. I was on a pretty good wage. Um, but right at the beginning, I was still living at home with my mum. So I had quite a decent income. Um, and back at the time, like Michael Shantz was charging quite a lot for his artwork. But like I really wanted to start a brand and I thought, bugger it, I'll go for it. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um so yeah, I bought some designs off of him for Hail Mary, and uh, I got it printed in America for some unknown reason, like because I didn't know anything about screen printing, printing any clothing, anything. So I just found a brand in America that printed, um, and I got them printed on like American Apparel T-shirts back when they were massive. Yeah. Um, and it just I just ended up spending a shit ton of money on something that just did not work. It just didn't sell. So I did that for like three years. 
um, and it just did not work out very well at all. Oh no! Yeah, it sounds like you kind of outlaid a, an absolute ton of money. Yeah, I didn't mm. honestly. It was uh, it was a bad move at the time, but it made me like I learned I learned from my mistakes. And then mm. after I closed that down, I closed it down because um, I bought my first house. I moved out my my mum's house, um, and then that was it. I never thought about doing anything again. Um, and then I bought my second house with um, my partner, and I said to her that I wanted to start something up again. And then that's when Bones Club came came about. Ah, so why didn't you stick with uh, Hail Mary Clothing then? Why did you switch the name? Was it that you wanted to change the look of it? I just wanted to change the look of it, yeah, because like, it just, I don't know, I was just very focused on like, that like really cartoony, like, esque drop dead design um and i kind of just wanted something for myself and as I, I don't know i just wanted to change the name originally the name of bones was just going to be death clothing um but it just didn't have a, a a ring to it and then i was listening to i think it was itunes like one day um and a song came on i can't remember what song it was and i can't find it anywhere but there was a line in it and it said something along the lines of a Bones cult. And that's where the name came from. Oh, that's really it cool. Just, it just stuck. And I, can't, I still can't find the actual song to this day. Like I've searched it in like Google and stuff like that and Google lyrics. And I cannot find it anywhere. But That's annoying. <laughs> it's quite weird when yeah. you know, like moments like that strike and you're like, that's it. That's, that's my name. That's what I want. Yeah, it just stuck in my head. And I think, oh, well, that's a pretty cool name. I think the actual line was Bone Cult, so I just like changed it to Bones Cult instead. Um, but yeah, that's how the name came about. So what? Yeah, what was your kind of influence for like originally wanting to start a clothing brand? Was it that you saw Drop Dead and you were like, Yeah, it was like, like Drop Dead, and then like um, there was loads of other like little brands. There was um, I don't know. There was a company, a print company called like Monster Press, and they did a lot of stuff like I saw on I think it was like MySpace and Facebook when it first started. Yeah. Um and they were printing like a lot of band merch and stuff like that. Um and there was another brand called you might not remember it. It was a very small brand called Nocturnal Clothing. No you ever I heard of remember it? that one. Well it was it was run by um Chris who has now started UK Custom Plugs. Oh okay. And um, have you heard of Demon Dance, the tattoo artist? Yeah. So the guy, well, his name is Daniil. Uh, so it was Daniil and Chris that started Nocturnal Clothing. Um, and I talked to them, them two quite a bit about it. So that's when I started up Hail Mary. So. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. So I, I don't know. There was never like, I never really wanted a brand as such. It was just like, I used to draw all the time and I wanted to put some of my crappy designs on t-shirts to see if they sold. Um, when I started it, I'd done a year at um, Leeds Art College. So I thought, why not give it a go? I never really had any, like, it wasn't like a long-term thing. It was just like, oh, I'm bored. I'll just put some things on t-shirts, see if they sell. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't sell because they were crap. So... <laughs> What did you end up doing with all the, the stuff then? Because obviously it's quite a lot of money to sink in. and, and um, A lot of it sold because I, I, I literally said I was closing down, um, that I need to concentrate on buying a house. So I just said I was closing down. 
I put everything down to like dirt cheap. A lot of it sold. I think I've got one box still um, in my cellar at the minute. Um, there's probably about 20, 30 t-shirts in it and they're all like extra, extra small sizes. But um, I don't want to give them away. It's just like, it's like a memory. But they're literally small, tiniest t-shirts ever and they all probably stink of damp by now. So I always think with stuff like that, you should try and do um, like make it into a, a patch or something, stick on the back of a, a jacket. That'd be really cool. The facts, they're all, they're all really like really big like front prints, so that's probably a good idea to be fair. Yeah, for stuff like that, you could do like when you do one of your masses, like a giveaway or something, that would be so cool because then it'd be like only one yeah. person has this thing. I might actually, that's a good point. That I might actually um, see if I can do something like that with Bone School because they're like they're still kite only designs, but I think like one of them's like Medusa and one of them's like a like a serpent kind of snake kind of thing, so mm-hmm. they, are, they are very, really very cool. drop dead esque. Yeah, it's like the history of it would be really cool as well, where you, would, where you could say, like, you'd started originally, and this is a super old design that there's hardly any in yeah, the world. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I love shit like that, where it's, like, super limited edition custom, like, especially when brands do it, and they give it away, so it's even, like, rarer. Yeah, like, one-offs. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, you started, what, you say five years ago, uh, Bones Cold? Yeah, five years ago in August, yeah. Was that, you were starting when Instagram was still good or was it really hard to build your sort of following? I think it, it was really hard to build, to be honest. So, like, um, it was it was really hard. It's like my first, my first drop, I think I had, like, three T-shirt designs and maybe a beanie, I think, and they were all pretty much the same. They were all a, um, a skull. I think I had two T-shirts were, like, a small front print and then one of them was, like, a front print and a big back print. But um, it was very, very slow, like stupidly slow. I think I think the first year of trading, bone sculpt, I think we had like twelve orders, if that. Yeah, it was like always really tricky trying to navigate the uh, yeah starting a brand. It was like it was like really slow, and it'd be like it's like sat on a night, it was like following people in hopes that they'd follow the brand back and buy something. But uh, every time we got a sale, it like it, it's nice every time you get a sale. But then looking online and it's one of your friends buying it or it's a family member and it's it's nice still at a spot in you, but it's still a bit like disheartening that it's not just a randomer online that's buying stuff because they like it. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was it. So like when I looked at obviously how many followers you have, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. You, I think you've got the most followers out of anyone I've kind of chatted to. So that's from my from my point of view, I really want to kind of pick your brain and try and. I don't know, yeah. gain as much insider knowledge as possible because it's I've done the like people that are just starting out and chat to them and, and kind of talk to them about stuff and then done people like similar level to me but I've never really done anyone like massively like uh, you, you I would say you are at the next level compared to like where my oh. brand is at the moment thank you man I appreciate that yeah so it's like I'm definitely going to use this time to try and yeah gain as much uh, info and, and kind of just pick your brains as much as possible. So yeah, that's 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 fine, man. I, I find <laughs> it weird. I, I find it weird still that like I have smaller companies talk to me. Oh, not smaller companies, but companies that have a smaller following than me, um, saying that like the brand influenced them and that um, they look up, they look up to us. It's just it's just very weird to me because obviously there's brands that I still, like still look up to. Like there's like Doomsday and. Um, abandoned ship that I still like massively look up to and like they like influence me so it's just it's weird that there's people that look up to the brand for like inspiration it's very odd 
Yeah, definitely. You are like that next level. So that's why I was kind of trying to gauge like how did you build your following? Are there any specific things that you did that gave you a massive jump or was it just um, steady? I think in the first few years it was slow growth. It was kind of steady. Um, and obviously when the adverts started coming out on Instagram, um, I paid for like I paid for a lot of like adverts. I put a lot of money into adverts. Um, I don't do it anymore because I just don't seem to get anything back from it anymore. But I think it was just steady, steady growth. And then like um, last year um, when COVID started, um, I was on furlough for like five weeks, and um, I kind of was I was getting bored of just doing t-shirts and accessories and stuff like that because um, obviously the market's literally saturated at the minute with like little mini brands and everyone's kind of doing not doing the same thing but everyone's doing the same t-shirts or accessories being and stuff like that yeah um and obviously when we introduced um the barbed wire hoops like two years ago there were like massive hits straight away um and when i was younger uh, me and my mum used to make like homemade jewelry just like little beady bangles and we'd sell it at like local car boots or local fairs and stuff so it was always something that I enjoyed doing as a kid. So I said in those five weeks, I said to my partner that um, I wanted to kind of move Bones Cult over to more of a, a jewellery based brand because there was never like any, there's no, there's not loads of smaller like jewellery brands. Um, all the big ones charge stupidly like massive amounts of money because it's all made out of like gold or silver and it's just like stupid amounts of money and people can't afford it. So I said I wanted to start something smaller that people could afford, uh, make everything get like stainless steel. Um, and then, yeah, in those five weeks, I kind of just bashed out a lot of designs, um, found suppliers to make it for me back then. And then, yeah, so within five weeks, I turned the brand around. Um, yeah, and from then it's just got better and better. I think it was the best choice we made kind of so if I, 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 and I had it been for that five weeks of furlough I probably wouldn't have done it kind of like procrastinated over it and just not done it yeah so. I think was, that, that furlough is definitely interesting I think it gave a lot of people chance to uh either just rest and, and not really do anything or to sit back mm -hmm. and like then refocus on what they wanted to do and where they wanted to go so yeah exactly I was I, I just got bored just doing the same like same t-shirt designs over and over again um and then yeah, just got into jewelry and said, and I find it a lot easier than like doing jewelry. So obviously before I was doing like t-shirts, I did some myself, but the majority was getting like buying artwork from um, like tattoo artists or illustrators or whatever. And kind of just wanted to do it a bit more myself. So I kind of stopped now doing so many like graphic tees, and it's more like text designs. Obviously, it's more it's more my stuff, more my work and stuff like that. Um, so with the with the jewelry and stuff, do you still come up with the designs and then you pass it over, or are you having to buy like a a jewelry design, or do you see some art? No, no, it's, no, it's, it's all done, it's all done by myself now. Every every uh, jewelry design is all done by me now. Oh, um, yeah, so I design it onto me uh, on my iPad and then pass it on to the people that make it for me, and then yeah. It's pretty. It's not as it's not as hard as as I thought it would be in the beginning. I thought it'd be really hard, but um, from from drawing a design to to getting it made, it's it's easy, really easy. 
So that's why I've started to like kind of um, branch out a bit, start cult customs and make things for other people. Yeah, that makes sense. I suppose if you've realised how to do it and you've put in that time mm-hmm. and invested it, then yeah, you can help a lot of other people with their uh, jewellery needs. Yeah, exactly. What, um, what about like, so you've obviously said that that was the point where you'd kind of turned it around or whatever and you'd realised you wanted to do jewellery as well. What about like, um, what's been your biggest flop in terms of like designs? Is there something that you made that you thought was going to be amazing and then just absolutely just flopped? Yeah, there's been a, there's been like a few things like when we when I first started doing the jewelry like in those five weeks I put like polls out on Instagram to ask like what um like what little catchphrases people want to be made into earrings and like one of them that came back a lot was like crybaby so I did like some little drop earrings that had crybaby text and I don't know if it's because they were too small or like people seem to want large earrings these days but they just like did not sell like at all so I think like it was last year when we, when I relaunched Bone Skull in like May um, I only got 50 pairs of them and I think I've still got like 30 pairs left like the, the, they just did not sell like whatsoever but um, apart from that no I think it's a pretty obviously my, my bad by hopes are still a bestseller and if it wasn't for them I don't think I'd have pushed myself to start doing jewellery like more yeah, so that's has that been your most popular thing that you've kind of done recently then? Definitely, yeah. Like, the the earrings are still made for me by um, a guy called Owen, who I found on, um, I think I found him on, on Depop. Um, and he says, do you, like, like, do you want to collaborate? Do you want to make these earrings for me? And we'll see how they sell. Um, and that was like, I think that was before I rebranded and so maybe like the start of last year maybe or maybe a bit before that but um sorry is that the person that you're still using then or yeah yeah still using to do it yeah mm. um so yeah so since then it's i think we've sold honestly i think we've sold thousands of pairs so it's been it's been good for us it's been good for him um but then like i had a conversation with him like because the earrings are made from um, like memory wire and everything else is made from stainless steel. But to get them made from stainless steel, it'd be super, super heavy because they're quite large earrings. So I had a conversation with him a while ago and I was like, I think I'll just I'll stick with you. Um, like I don't claim that they are mine. Like he, he, is, he is like credited as the maker of them. Um, we just sell them on basically. Yeah, that's pretty so, good. I, I didn't really um, look too much into it. I just kind of, I saw them and I was like, oh, I wonder if he's just getting them made in like China or something. <laughs> and then like, but it's cool that you're actually using someone that's kind of, I'm guessing they're what, local to you, is he? Uh, he's, no, he's not. I think he's other end of the country, to be honest. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's still cool that you're using like a UK artist to make yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. rather than. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I can't really. I feel, I think I feel mega bad if I end up going towards the route of it being made out of stainless steel because like obviously they, there's a lot of uh, brands out there that sell like barbed wire style hoops anywhere um, and they're all basically made out of stainless steel but with ours being like memory wire you can kind of um, form them to like whatever shape you want obviously we sell them in circle shapes but they're easy like they're easy to bend about so I think it's what people like 
Uh, so yeah, one of my questions was going to be about like, do you do your own art? And you've kind of you covered that. I can remember like, I think I'm right in saying, did you buy the iPad from Rich from Abandoned Ship? No, I didn't. No, I talked. I, I did talk to. Him. I actually talked to him about it. Oh, I thought you did. Uh, I don't know why I thought that. But... No, no. So I actually did talk to him about it, but then I was like, I was. I was speculating like whether I should spend that amount of money on something, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to draw on an iPad like drawing on paper is totally different from drawing on an iPad. And it's just like, do I want to spend that amount of money? And if it flops, and if it don't work, and if I can't get into it, is it worth it? But um, yeah, it was worth the risk. So, <laughs> so you I do? Use, I Come on, sorry. Oh no, yeah. So you do pretty much. Well, you you said you do all your own designs now, whereas before you worked with artists and stuff. Yeah, obviously, I still like. Um, I still work with other artists now, so I've got like a jewelry box out and the um, wood cuttings. They're done by a guy called uh, Black Omen. If you've heard of him, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So he did the very first T-shirts that we did um, for Bone Skull. He did the first three designs, and I've kind of stuck with him uh, throughout the years. He actually did the um, the Bone Skull text as well. Oh, nice. I love that. So he did, yeah, they're like the designs. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that's a custom font for us, um, and that as well. I think that was like another like massive turning point for us. Just before that, I never really had a logo for Bone Skull. It was always just the text, but the text was completely like always changed every few months to whatever else I'd designed. Um, and then I just kind of wanted something that were like death metal kind of, but with a, a bit of a modern twist on it. So, so I contacted him, and uh, yeah, he did that font for us. Um, yeah. That was pretty much it. So have you always had the like idea that you wanted to have the brand look that you've got? I know you said before you were doing like the drop dead style, but since starting Bones Cult, you've always wanted to have this the look you've got now or Yeah, I kinda of wanted to it was always really like bright and colourful and all like I don't really want this. I've always wanted something like a bit more a bit dark, a bit gothic. Um so when we rebranded I kind of pushed that and went towards that instead. Um, and luckily, it's it's yeah, it's paid off for us. It's worked out okay, which I'm happy about. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm just like looking, <laughs> scrolling through your Instagram now. It's it's well nice. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so yeah, like like I said, I wanted to touch on um, advice and stuff you could give. So like, if someone that's started a brand or wants to start a brand, what are sort of t- some of the things you'd say? Because normally when I see people that get asked, I think like. The guy Rich from Abandoned Ship, but he said he's like, just don't bother, like, don't start it because it's so hard. Yeah, like it is, it is mega hard. Oh yeah, because um, there's ma- there's that many small brands on the market now. Just try and find something that's a bit different because the the market seems to be saturated with like um, tattoo inspired stuff at the minute, which is fine and it's all right, and because people are still buying that kind of stuff. But I think you kind of need something a bit different now to, to stand out a bit more. And it's, it's mega, mega hard work. And if you don't keep pushing at it, um, I think it will fail. Like, there's been numerous times over the past few years that I thought, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. Because it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And then you kind of turn, like, you turn the corner and then it it blows up again. Hmm. It's, yeah, just, really- it's just, just perseverance with it. Like, if you want to go for it, like, or by, by all means go for it. Like as long as you make your money back, then you're not you're not losing anything. Yeah, I mean I find it really hard because like even 
I've tried to like carve a, an area of what my designs are and what I want my brand to look like, but then it's it's similar to other brands and what they've done. So it's yeah. even what I want to do is diluted and there are a load of it. So yeah, even if you find the specific like niche or genre or whatever you want to do, it's it's so hard. It is, yeah. And I think then when you do find that niche and you, you kind of want to stick with it, then other people see that and think, oh, that's working out well. Maybe we can do it as well. So it's never like, you can never, you can find something you want to do for yourself, but it's never going to stick for long, just being new. Like other people will find a way to make it there, which is, which is fine. It's what you can, you can like influence from like other brands and stuff like that. And it's just how like the industry works. But um, for like big brands, like Abandoned Shift, like Rich's, like his, his, his very like um, traditional style, like tattoo but in his own style and it works very well for the brand and like i don't think anyone else can copy that yeah he's done it really well um like carving a really really good community like mm-hmm. for it because there's so many people that are yeah into that that it's i think that's the biggest thing is like when starting a brand is to try and relate to people and build that community because that even that's really hard i mean do you have like a load of similar people that buy from you or a community or i mean i thought i once um i don't know really like I, there's a small community on like instagram of like people that i talk to like quite a lot of like there's um dark as days apparel um in a circle that i talk to quite frequently yeah um i used to talk to like forbidden 13 quite a lot um and even like um doomsday so Corey that runs doomsday um, I ain't talked to him in a while, but I used to talk to him quite a lot. Um, and we used to do like the Leeds Tattoo Expo together. So it's kind of, it's nice to have a little community of like brands. Um, and we're like stuff like Doomsday, like Doomsday are absolutely huge now. They've like hit the jackpot and like nailed it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice that they're, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel good that they, I'm, I'm a smaller brand to them, but they still help me out if I need help. Mm, that's good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was one of the other questions I noted, uh, like down to ask you is that do you have a, a set of like other brands or artists that you kind of talk to regularly? Because I found that super helpful, like since doing the podcast and stuff, um, I've networked with loads of brands and talked to people and bounced ideas off. And I found it so helpful. Yeah, it is like mega helpful. Like um, me and Craig, uh, Craig from Inner Circle. We talk, we talk quite a lot and it's just like, if we've got a new idea, it's like bouncing back and forth, um, stuff like that. And it's like helping, um, like with each other, like helping find suppliers and stuff like that. I just think it's nice to have a community. Like there's a lot of bigger brands that look down on smaller brands and it's like, what help out at all? It's just like, it's weird. Like at one point you were a smaller brand. Um, everyone's in the same game. Like it's not, a. I don't see it as a competition really like help each other out you're all in the same boat it's just just be nice and help each other out yeah exactly i think i said it somebody the other day um it's like why wouldn't i want to help out the people that are essentially my peers like because then it makes them stronger and then it makes exactly. then it makes me want to compete more like if anything it's going to make me as a brand owner better because i'm going to strengthen my like friends and competition and yeah so if anything i can't see a bad side to it no, exactly. So I get like a lot of messages. I get messages daily from brands asking like, um, 
where I get stuff made and stuff like that. It's just like passing on information like it's there'd be other brands that'd say no instantly or, you know, find your own suppliers. And it's just like if I found something that's very good quality, I don't I don't mind passing it on to another person or another brand. It's just seems a bit selfish and I find it weird. Yeah, no, it sure is. Um it's just yeah, if you're nice to someone else as well, if you give a supplier's details to another brand um, and they credit you, it makes your company look good as well. So, yeah, no, it definitely does. It's it's something that I've realised quite a lot from doing the podcast and chatting to people that that is so big is to try and build the community within your peer group that with other brands and then to try and engage more with um, with like your followers and build a community. So I've seen you've done um, more like Instagram live, like packing orders and like yeah. questions and answers. Did you find that since when you started to like show your face and like who you were, like who the person buying the brand was, did you see that as a as a big spike in kind of engagement or? Yes, like, massive, like massively. Like I kind of wanted to keep my face out of it and just keep it as a brand. Yeah. See, but then like... That's where I'm at. Like I really... I'm happy to do the podcast, but then like sharing my face and kind of interacting in that way is the bit that I don't really want to push on too much yet. So is the reason why you don't want to do it? Yeah. I'm so I find it really weird. You know, you said you were like a, a manager, at, um, Greg's. Yeah. So I'm a manager, at, um, a supermarket and I find it very weird to try and so like if I showed my face and then I had to go to work, I, I don't know why I find that really weird, but I don't want to kind of yeah. cross over. Yeah, I get yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't. It just in my head, I'm like, oh, it's gonna make it so awkward, but it shouldn't, and I should just, you know, show because this is what I want to do. Like, I want to do yeah. this full time. I don't want to do the working nine to five. Like, so yeah, it's it, it's interesting that you're saying that you've obviously had that like big spike in interest since you've started doing. Yeah, it. I think I think a lot of like people like want to see the makers of a brand now. Um, and they like seeing like the behind the scenes footage and whatever else of how stuff is made, um, like how designs are made on their pad and stuff like that. Um, I think like with that as well, I think again, going back to Abandonship and Rich, um, a massive part has come from him doing that, like showing his face, um, him showing how he does his designs on the iPad, the process of it, how stuff's made, stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's like, yeah. And with like, with stuff like TikTok as well, um, I do like packing videos and stuff like that, and it gets like a massive, there like massive hit videos on on TikTok, and it's just like, it seems to be the the in thing at the minute. That's what people want to see, so it works for it works well. Yeah, I think that's what I fell in love with with um with like abandoned ship was the his um his kind of honesty as well. So like he just talks about where he is, what he's going through, his struggles, like yeah, exactly. yeah, he had that crap he went through with the business and then he's pulled it back <laughs> and then he showed kind of that whole process. And I think that's where I really started to like the brand again was when he took over and showed how like um, humble, I guess he was, like how starting yeah. out and just ticking through everything. Yeah, I think it was, it was like obviously right at the beginning of Bandership being massive and then him selling to to shops like Ark and Foot Asylum and then everything crashing and the company going to liquidation that kind of like made things kind of put it in perspective that even massive brands can fall but then again it's picked it back up again 
and he's been very honest about it and it's nice like a lot of other bands are just keep quiet about it but he's put it out there for people to see and I think that's why a lot of people relate to him and why the brand has done so well yeah yeah and I think from yeah what you've said like showing your face and doing the packing videos and answering the questions has been the bit that has elevated you and I think I really need <laughs> to start doing it because that's part no I mean it's not what's holding me back but I think that's probably a bit that's I'm lacking in terms of that behind the scenes and the community and, and building it that way yeah I think I was very like dubious at first um but then I had, I had people like my partner saying it and family members saying just go for it you've got nothing to lose um but then it's like it's hearing yourself on camera it's just it feels very odd um but if people respond well to it then it's it's obviously working um but yeah, it's always weird, weird watching yourself on camera talk to people. It's a very <laughs> odd feeling. Yeah, I found it the, the same with like doing the podcast at first. I was like, fuck, I hate this. It's so weird. My voice, like I sound like I'm bored and disinterested sometimes. So I've got to really try and focus and like, <laughs> and it's, uh, but then I've had loads of great feedback from like the podcast and people saying like, it's been great to hear from these brands that haven't had any kind of um, like uh, about us section or any really, already told any of their history. So. Yeah, it feels weird now talking to you as well. Obviously, so uh, since you said you wanted to do the podcast, listen to a few of them. Listen to one with Romscum. I listened to another one yesterday. Uh, it's weird hearing your voice now being played back to me. It feels really weird. It's a bit surreal. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems very odd. It seems very odd that my voice is going to be played on the podcast as well. <laughs> I've been talking about. I've been talking about it at work for like the past two days and I just find it, I just find it, obviously like no one's ever asked me to do a podcast and um, to, to be fair, I've never really listened to a podcast before either, but um, everyone was kind of like gassing me up at work about it, so yeah, I've been looking forward. <laughs> oh, awesome, so if I see a massive spike in listens, it's because all you guys at work are listening to it. Fingers crossed, mate, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so is this something you now do full-time? Because, and, and no. when, when did you come? It is not. Oh, really? No, it's not. No, I think a lot of people think I do it full time. No, this is still, um, it's still just a hobby. Oh. <laughs> so, um, like two years ago, um, I left Greg's. I've been there 13 years um, and I finally left. Um, so, yeah, I work for a company called Awesome Merch now in Leeds. Yeah. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah I've, I've placed some, uh, yeah. some orders with them before. Yeah, they're oh, great. Cool. So, yeah, I work there now. Um, I'm a screen printer there. And, um, yeah, that's my full-time regular job. And this bonus call is still just um, just a side hobby for me. It's just a hobby. Ah, see, I thought you'd have kind of made the leap and you'd try it like... No. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think people just assume that I do it full-time. But, no, it's uh, I've got a I've got a 7 till 4 job at Awesome Merch. And then I come home and do a bonus call. <laughs> That's awesome. I had a whole set of questions around like being full time and stuff. Is there, um, is there like a point where you're thinking if it gets to this level, then I'm gonna stop working or I'm gonna go part time? Or are you just kind of forever happy having this as like an extra? I don't know. So it's like I've, I've had people ask me like constantly like if I if I could do it full time. I'm like honestly at the point of right now, yes, I could do it full time, but then it's like. Then it's a full-time job and like am i still going to enjoy it like at the minute i've got a stable job that pays my mortgage and 
if I have a dip and I can't create anything new, um, then I'm fine because my job still pays the bills and everything else. And it's just like, if I did it full-time, it's a full-time job. I have to constantly create new things. Um, if it doesn't come naturally, I think that's when it doesn't sell for me um, because I just don't put my all into design and it ends up being crappy and I don't enjoy doing it. So I just, I'm always in two minds whether I'd do it full-time. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That like that risk is is probably not worth yeah. the reward at the moment because then yeah, you're you've got that stress of like, well, I have to make these sales, like I have mm-hmm. to push this, I have to make sure I'm getting enough money in. Whereas at this stage, it's still kind of like you said, like a hobby, and you're just happy, and it probably shows off yeah. in your work that you're you're happy doing it. Yeah, I think if it was like two years ago and I was still working at Greg's now, then probably yeah. I probably would have left and done this full time because after 13 years of being at Craig's, I was in the end I was miserable, yeah. um, and then like massively, like, massively affected like my mental health and stuff. But um, being awesome now, and I really enjoy my job. Like screen printing was never something that I'd mega really looked into, um, and I kind of I took like a, a leap of faith, like leaving a massive company um, with great benefits. Um, going to a small company, still got great benefits working for Arsenal Merch, but obviously it's a it's a mega smaller company. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it paid off like massively. So uh, yeah, like my favourite question to ask is the what are your kind of what's your goal for the rest of this year? Your like five year goal, and then your like ultimate goal with the brand. Where do you see it? Um. So. Like for this year, for the brand, um, I'm working on another collection now um, of about maybe 15 to 20 items that I want to release, maybe like June, July, August time at some point. Um, I'm just trying to get all the designs finalised now. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to do some some things this year that I haven't done before, maybe like some rain max end of year. I want to do some shorts for summer. Um, I've been looking into underwear and stuff like that. Um, I just want, I just basically want to push the brand more. I want to push it to its full potential um, and see what pays off uh, and what doesn't pay off. I kind of just, I, yeah, I need to find what works best for the company because um, obviously I've done stuff in the past and it hasn't sold very well um, when I thought it was going to sell really well. So I just kind of want to find what I know works best and just keep pushing that. So what about like for the next couple of years or, or within five years where do you see it what do you want to get out of uh, Bones Cult? I hope it's still going and I hope it's a lot bigger than it is now um, and I hope I'm still creating stuff because um, at the minute like my office is in my house it's in the top floor of my house I've got a full top floor of the house for Bones Cult um, and like I was looking at before this looking at renting out the space but it just didn't seem viable to pay me mortgage and then rent out a space as well. It just money-wise, it just didn't, just didn't seem viable. So I just bought a bigger house instead with a bigger mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to have like maybe have a space separate that's not in my house. Yeah, you kind the of bonus, yeah. want to step away from stuff, don't you? And just be able to like yeah. close the door, lock it, and be like, right, that's that done for the day. Yeah, exactly. I admit it's 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 on the I live in a three-story house, so it's on the top. Bones Cult's on the top floor, um, 
So I shut the door and I went downstairs. But then again, it's always if an order comes through and it's like fucking like say half one in the morning and it goes off and it's like, oh, do I go pack it or do I just leave it? Sometimes it's always it's just always there back in my mind. Like obviously I want to always push the brand, but sometimes I just want to have a rest and just sleep and <laughs> just recharge. Definitely. What about um, lifetime goals or what would be your ultimate like product or collaboration you could make? Oh, um, I think uh, like maybe at one point I would like to do like a specialised line that was maybe made out of sterling silver instead. Yeah. Obviously, I was stainless steel at the minute and I've always wanted to keep things um, affordable so everyone can buy it. But I would like to do maybe like do like a premium line uh, made from steel, uh, uh, sorry, silver, or maybe like um, platinum. But we'll see how it goes. But I've always talked about having a shop as well. But then I've seen like other brands like have shops and stuff and it's not worked out. Like other brands that are like massive compared to Bone Skull. It's just like it doesn't work for them. So like, I don't know if it'd work for me. Yeah, I, I keep swaying between that. I'm like, I'd absolutely love to own a shop. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. um, I'd kind of prefer to have like a warehouse or some sort of unit or something rather than a, yeah, it'd be cheaper and you'll probably get more space. And then you could always have people around on that kind of thing. So I think I'm thinking that rather than, yeah, yeah. shop seems ultra risky. I think with, with like having a shop as well, you have to have a massive like back catalogue of items um, and physical stock. And I think the way the market's going a minute um, and the way that COVID it's like affected everything. The online sales is the way that everything's going at the minute. And it comes to show when like brands like Topman, who did, uh, were like a massive high street chain, have closed the doors because of COVID. It's just, um, yeah. I don't think, I think things like that, they've not, they didn't innovate quick enough and they didn't really see it. Yeah, exactly. It was going before it was too late. And then by then it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it just didn't happen. Are you, uh, are you, are you thinking about doing rings at some point? Because I think that would be quite interesting. I've got I've actually got two rings out at the moment, but um, yeah, I'm working on some like Signic um, kind of style rings for this next drop because um, that's like one of the main things that people ask for constantly. Obviously, we do quite a lot of necklaces and earrings, um, but people have asked for yeah rings, and I got a request the other day for some um, grills. Like teeth grills. Oh yes. <laughs> Which believe that I've never ever looked into. Uh, I've never thought about doing that for bone sculpt, but possibly maybe in the future do some custom grills. That so would see. be amazing. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh yeah, because it's something that you don't see like any other brand really doing. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I kind of want to find like different things to do that other brands don't do. But then you seem to like find something and then all of a sudden like everything's done it. Like I was working on, um, just before Christmas, I was working on some like balaclavas. Um, and I thought, oh yeah, it's a really cool idea. Like no one else is doing it. And then like two weeks later, um, I think there's a brand called, I think it's called, I think it's called Stay Cold Apparel. Right. They're quite a big brand. Uh, and they released um, a balaclava and I was like, oh. and then like everyone's followed. It's like everyone's doing it now. It's just like you think you have a good idea and then someone else does it and that's it. The market's saturated again. So I kind of want to find something that stands out. I don't know what it is yet, but hopefully it'll pop to mind one day and I can make it come to fruition. 
Yeah, I've found that it's very tricky. Like fashion tends to go in cycles, doesn't it? And I see like, mm-hmm. um, is it bucket hats are coming back? And I'm like, I hate yeah. hats. I don't want to make any. And I know what's going to happen. They're going to get to a point where they're really big. Everyone's going to be buying it. And I'm going to be like, oh, I fucking missed out on like some exactly. sales or something. But I, yeah, I think you've got to do what you love as well. Like I'm not into bucket hats. So I'm probably not going to make any. Yeah. I think I kind of like, I've never really like, I didn't, I didn't start Bones Club for the money. Um, and I don't think now, I don't think I'm in it for the money. Um, I think just creating stuff and knowing that other people are wearing that because they like it, I mean, it makes me happy. So I don't think I've ever make something that I didn't really want to have on the website just because it's in fashion. I don't think I'll go Definitely. I think that's, that's where a lot of brands like fall down, isn't it? They're like chasing trends and yeah exactly and designs and all that kind of stuff so it's nice that you're not doing it i think i'm the same i don't really want to i always want to make stuff that i would actually have or use myself so yeah exactly yeah that's what that's what always is for me like if i don't i'll make something that i'll wear myself and if i won't wear it myself then i'm not gonna bother making it because i don't want to sell crap to people that i don't like myself it just seems a bit pointless just for the for a few quid yeah definitely um, what about like you've you've kind of said some other names, but who have, who have your uh, your other favourite brands? Um, one of my one of my favourites back in the day, actually one of my favourites still now is Skull and Bones Boys Club. They were like a massive influence back in the day for me. Um, Drop Dead, um, Abandoned Ship, um, uh, and obviously like there's like your brand. There's a lot of I'm not going to say smaller brands. I'm going to say brands that are on my level. So like your brands, like Inner Circle and stuff like that, um, as dark as days. And they always like release stuff. And I think that's fucking sick. That's really nice. I think it's more the little brands that I, I look for. So yeah. obviously like on, Inst- on Instagram, you've got the like For You page where it's like shopping and stuff like that. Um, I'm just scrolling through that. It's just like, I just think that, I think little brands put a lot more into it than the massive brands do. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they uh, little brands tend to think about stuff a lot and really mm-hmm. take their time because they're starting out and they're like investing that small amount of money, so they want to make sure it's completely right before they exactly yeah. jump in. Whereas a lot brands, of big brands just yeah, big brands just create it, make it, throw it out there. If it doesn't sell, um, it doesn't affect them. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to affect their sales massively. Whereas having a smaller brand, um, if you invest quite a big chunk of money into something, it doesn't sell and yeah, it's not great. Mm, yeah, it's tricky. What about um, who's be- been your like biggest influence or your um, like favorite artist, that kind of thing? Um, like for designing, like Black Omen from yeah. the beginning, like he was like a massive influence. Like black work, um, there's like a lot of time I used to do black work that I kind of still look towards. Um, there's a guy called Brad North, um, who I've known since I started doing bone sculpt um and he started tattooing now he does a lot of black work and i always look at his stuff still um i kind of just go into instagram and type in black work and i look through artists and i always find artists and stuff like that um and then back when i did the second lot of designs for bone sculpt i found a guy called ash price yeah Uh, and his stuff's obviously quite um traditional tattoo but again it's his own style um and i always go back to him so, like, if I ever do any graphic T-shirts, like, I will always go back to him. Like, he's one of my favourites out there. Um, 
and he's a, he's a really nice guy. I, I think I think connecting with an artist as well, like that's a big one for me. Like if I find an artist and you say that you've seen a design on Instagram that you really like and you like to buy it and then they push the look and they say it's going to be so-and-so and you're thinking that's, you're, you've got a very small following, it's not w- really worth it for me. I'm not going to make my money's worth from it. Yeah. Um, that's always yeah. it's always really awkward though because like artists have their um like opinion of what their art is worth i guess and then exactly and yeah everyone's everyone's entitled to that um but then again that works the, the exact same for me and you yeah yeah it's tricky um, to navigate those waters definitely mm-hmm. but then like black Omen design he's got a massive following obviously i've been speaking to him a lot for like nearly five years now um, and he's still like very very humble about it, and like um, I still work with him constantly. Obviously, the last things that I did were the jewelry boxes and the the woodcuts with him. Um, but yeah, he's just, like he's a super nice guy, um, and he's always there if I've got any ideas, and he always like smashes it. Like he's never done anything that I didn't like. If I've asked him to do something, he's done it, and it's always been like cock on, like first time. And I've just got like a really nice like relationship with him. It's just nice having like the connection with your artists. Um yeah, so it works well. Yeah, definitely. I've been quite lucky in that I've had a couple recently that have been quite local to me. So it's quite nice to then work with them and kind of support them and, and constantly just like beat the drum of like look everyone check out these guys, like how good they are. So Yeah, exactly. I think that's another thing as well, like um brands not um Promoting like promoting other brands on their Instagram or brands or um, like artists and stuff, I find it very weird. Like I will, if I find something online that I like, I will share it. Like even if it's the, even if the like brand has like a few hundred followers, like it, it's going to help them out massively, and I like it. So I don't see the point in not being able to utilize my platform. It just seems, yeah, I find it weird. Definitely, I've been saying that for a while. Like, I, I hate it with the people that don't like if i especially if because the way instagram is if you haven't got anything to share you kind of you drop a bit and then it's very hard to kind of claw back to where you were in terms of like reach and and stuff so yeah i'm forever looking at stuff sharing it tagging a person chatting to them checking in with artists like making sure that i can share work and promote people because that helps them it helps me it's it's just really nice and it is yeah it's that community side isn't it like people can then see like oh they share stuff that they like. They're not just solely focused on money, like make promoting yeah. products. I think that's what helps. Like, I think that's what's helped a bunch called grow as well. Like people realizing that I'm not like, I've had multiple messages of people saying, Oh, you're in it for the money. Like I find out random anyway that people just message me saying that minute for the money. Um, I'm clearly not, I'm just not in it for the money at all. Um, I'm doing it because Bone School helps me as much as it helps everyone else. But yeah, I like having a platform where I can help other people. And I like that little brands come to me for help. Um, it's just nice. It's a nice feeling. And it's a nice feeling for me that people come to me for help. So yeah, it's nice. Mm, definitely. Maybe I was wrong because like for ages I've been saying like, oh, I think it's 
it's now that brands are starting to change and we're all starting to talk a bit more and help each other out and, and communicate with everyone. But yeah, maybe it's, I mean, has it been, has it been something that you've done since you started it, like for the five years? And Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because obviously like the, back when we started it, like messaging bigger brands, I won't mention names to call out, but um, like messaging big brands and they're like, no, can't help. Sorry. Or just like completely ignore messages. Like I'm sure big brands get thousands or hundreds of DMs each day. That's understandable. Um, but I try and sit down on a night and put an hour or so aside to like reply to DMs um, and emails to like every person I can. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't always work, but um, yeah, if people come to me for help. I'm always there. If I can, if I can help, I will help. If I can't, then I'll try and point point them in the direction of someone who can help. I just, mm. I think it's yeah, really important. So yeah, it's very important. I think if you like, if you if if Bones got really big and it, I just wouldn't want it to get get to my head. Like, oh yeah, I own this massive brand. It's just like I hope it doesn't get to that point because then that's when I've kind of lost my core values, and I, I don't really want that happening. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> um, it what, what questions did you get from your followers? Did you get much or? Have we covered a lot of them with what you've already asked and stuff like that. But I got some like I got some for me to ask you if you want me to ask you a few. Oh, okay, yeah, go for it. So like what made you start Doom and Gloom? Uh yeah, that's just so I think I started a different brand in 2012. Um, and that was from seeing like I've mentioned it before, jo- uh, Johnny Cupcakes. Yes. And uh, absolutely loving the designs, the community, the just the whole brand. Uh, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'd absolutely love to. Well, I've always wanted to have like my own company or brand or, or business. Yeah. And I was like, I like art. I like photography, clothing. I like. So why not try mm-hmm. and combine everything together and make a brand? Uh, I didn't want to do it on my own, so I got my sister, my friend, and another friend who is an artist. Yeah, like we all came together, so it was four of us, uh, and then it just didn't work at all. <laughs> it what was of, the brand called? Uh, it was called Event One Threads. I think I heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. because yeah. I, I, I wanted it more to be um, like video game. Yeah, yeah. Inspired that kind of thing, because that's what I was like. We were all heavily into then. Uh, yeah. Did it for a couple of years. Didn't really push it. Didn't really have my heart in it. Uh, and then kind of gave up. I think it was the working with like friends is very hard because there's yes. always one person that's really into it and really pushes it and everybody else just kind mm-hmm. of isn't. Um, yeah. So yeah, I stepped away for years and then uh, probably similar to you, started to hate my job loads because I was in the same company for 13 years or something. A um, long time, in it? Yeah, it was like from when I was 16 to whatever the math is, I don't know. Um, it was a really, really long time. Same sort of different areas of the business, but same company. And uh, just really hated it. And I was like, you know what? I have a passion for it. I really enjoy it. I still follow the brands and I, I always have like a an eye on it. So I like notice brand stuff. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then it took me eight. I restarted like event one. 
and then realized that that was not what I wanted and that's not what I wanted yeah. like, the brand to look like and kind of struggled with it ended up being like similar to a load of other ones in terms of like just tattoo inspired designs <laughs> and I was like right this isn't working and then thought about it thought for ages eventually came up with the name and I was like that's someone's bound to have taken that for a clothing brand right yeah it's a, it's a good name Doom and gloom like that's definitely yeah not really taken so I was like right well that's my name and then trying to figure out where I want it and I like that I, I guess I took the um abandoned ship approach to it where it's like the fun twist mock yeah like darkness yeah. play on word type thing and I <laughs> really enjoy it and I think that's kind of yeah carved out enough of a an area for me to be happy I think like I don't know like how what you stand on like mental health and stuff or if you have like mental health issues yourself but if you have has the brand helped with that yeah so it has I don't I don't think I do have any mental health issues, but like the more <laughs> you start reading stuff and, and listening to people, you're like, Oh, like that's, I feel like that, that kind of is similar. Um, <laughs> so you kind of relate to people cause you've gone through similar things, but probably not on the same level as other people. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly since doing doom and gloom more, uh, doing the podcast, um, I'm happier, a lot yeah. more happier. Cause it's, I guess I found more of like a passion and, and what I enjoy in life. So even like when I go to work now and I know it's going to be a shitty day and I know I've got stuff and I know I'm going to get stressed. I can yeah. think about like, Oh, well I can go and do doom and gloom or I can sit on my lunch break and try and find who my next podcast person is going to be or yeah. help other people. So I think for me that, but yeah, it's definitely helped a lot with how I feel and how my day goes and uh, it's that joy as well of like seeing a work and then refreshing your emails and then being like, oh shit, I've had an, like another couple of orders today while I've been slogging my ass off to earn somebody else money. This is amazing. Yes. That feeling it's, is the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it is a really nice feeling, especially when you sit at home. Um, especially as well, like for me, like when I do a new release of summer, um and then I release it. I don't. I really don't like. I don't tend to look at my phone that much. I tend. I kind of like tend to ignore it. But then, like with my iPad, um, I've got my Shopify app on my iPad, and it kind of starts to make the little ringing noise. Um, <laughs> even now, after five years, I still get like giddy about it. It's still a nice feeling. It is. It's the. Uh, it's the point where people believe in you enough, and they like your product enough to buy it. Yeah, um, exactly. I had a moment last year where i was in uh, we went to thailand and it was like an absolutely amazing holiday and i'd planned to do a release while i was out there and uh yeah i released like a couple of designs and i got yeah a of, like a couple of orders in the first couple of hours and i was like oh my god it's amazing we're literally sat on a beach in thailand drinking some <laughs> beer i've put pressed a button on my phone and people have started to buy stuff like that's when, yeah. you start, that's when you start thinking like shit this is a you could i could do this full time at some point or like people are happy enough to purchase from me and it's making me so happy yeah it's a very weird feeling like um a couple of months ago i got like one of the biggest single orders uh, from a customer so it was roughly about 400 pounds oh, from once from one single person um and it was in the morning time and um 
I was at home. Uh, it was just me and my cousin. Um, and I just got out of the shower. Um, and my phone went off when I saw it was in order. I thought, oh, uh, I'll quick have a look at it while I'm drying my hair. And it was pretty close to £400 from a single person. And I thought it was, at first, like, I panicked. I thought it was a mistake. Like, someone can't have spent that much money in my store. Um, so, like, instantly, I emailed the person. Um, <laughs> and they were like, no, no, it's not a mistake. Um, and it was like, so I searched for her name on Instagram and she was, like, some sort of, like, in, like, some sort of influencer, like, Instagram model. And she had, like, over a million followers. And it was just, like... It, just like blew my mind and I started crying and I was like, I don't understand how someone spent that much money in my shop. It was just a very weird, surreal feeling. Even even for days after like telling people at work and I was like, I got a I got a big order yesterday and everyone's just like, Oh, how much were it? And I was like, four hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was a very, very nice, weird feeling. Yeah, it does make you wonder where the point of uh like running your own brands that that kind of starts to not be as as big a deal yeah like it'd be nice to talk to like bigger brands and like like do, do you still get the same feeling like every time you get a notification that someone's bought something yeah or is it because it's their full-time job do they have that like dread where they're like they're driving to work they open the warehouse they turn on the computer and they're like oh fuck there's a hundred orders great like, <laughs> do they do exactly, they yeah. the same way like other people do in a nine to five job, or that'd be well interesting to find out. It, it would be honestly, it may be something for you to try and to, to try and get someone that's got a big brand on board. Honestly, let's try and get um get rich on board and see if it, it'd be up for like doing it in spare time. So it'd be like a yeah. it'd be good for you. It'd be good for you on the brand. Oh, who did he do with stay cold, stay close, <laughs> stay close. Um, yeah. I saw it was on there, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's that's not too far away from where I am." So, yeah, definitely. I think the way it's going, I'm gaining more confidence. I'm really, really enjoying doing like doing and talking to people. So, hopefully, yeah, I can get him on. I've said I want Johnny Cupcakes on at some point. Like that would be that would be mental. Like obviously, you mentioned Johnny Cupcakes before. Yeah, I was. I thought I was like one of the only like people that remembered him. Like I had some of his t-shirts. Um, is this still going now? Yes, so um, yeah, he is. I went to his London store opening. Yeah, um, that's mental. Got, yeah, I was like number eight in line. Like we camped out overnight, and I got him to sign my leg, and then I had it tattooed. That is mental. <laughs> I, I was it. Yeah, it was like back in the day. There was like Johnny Cupcakes, and there was another brand. I think it was called Baby Cakes. They were massive as well. But um, I remember that one? It's weird to see brands from when we were younger still going uh, and going yeah. strong. It's nice. Well, the one that I keep laughing at is um, oh, what's it called? Is it Sugar Steak? Yeah. Um, and the guy was like the captain, and he used to. I think it ended, didn't it? But he used to tweet all the time, and I still to this day see people retweeting some of his stuff, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have any other questions or any tips or or anything else you want um, to add on? I've got some more questions that um, people have asked me to forward. So um, let me have a look. Uh, have you got any favourite artists that you work with or like to work with? Ooh, so yeah, one of them um, at the moment. Uh, I like finding new artists. Yes. It's, it's real nice. But there was a Bleach Dream. He's the guy that did the t-shirt design for me. 
the t-shirt that I sent to you in the first, he's the one that did that for me. Yes. Yes. Oh, he did it for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, t-shirt that I sent to you. That's I didn't know that. That's why. Yeah. I, I looked at it and I was like, God, I love this design. That makes a load of sense <laughs> now. Yep. <laughs> he is, uh, yeah, he's um, he's someone that lived like quite close. And I think I was just scrolling through Instagram, found his work, and I was like, God, this is nice. Yeah, uh, and then I really nice style. Yeah, I've worked with him a whole bunch, and I love that he's someone that I could probably go have a drink with because he literally lives like I don't know, ten, twenty minutes away. So he is he he's great because you can just say, "Oh, I've got this really weird idea in my head," and, and that's where like that um, I just want to go home design came from. Yeah, I think I was at work and I was like, oh, "I just want to go." Home. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that phrase, right?" And I message him and I was like, right, these are the phrases I've got. And then he just, he works around like random shit. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's been one of my favorites. Uh, and I've got loads of his stuff as well. I think I've had, I think I bought about five or six different designs from him, but there's only two or three that I've actually released. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Get, get the rest of them released because they're nice. Do you get like, if you ever met him, do you think he'd get a bit of like starstruck? Would I? Yeah, are you that kind of person, or are you not? Uh, I think it would be awkward, but I don't know if I'd be starstruck. Like a few weeks ago, um, Demon Dance, the tattoo artist, they posted online. Like, I talked to him quite a bit, but he posted online saying that um, he needed his hair cutting for some sort of like music video or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I put him in touch with um, my barber, um, and then he was like, oh, can I meet you in Leeds? Uh, because I don't know where, where the barbers is, so I met him, and it was like, it, it was a very like, I was, I was shaking. I'm not gonna lie, like it was a very weird feeling for me, like meeting someone who's got like that high of a profile on Instagram. Um, but he's a he's such a nice guy. Um, and then afterwards we're like, oh, we'll go for a drink and stuff like that. But he's like a super nice guy. And it kind of like. Like it's, it's weird putting people on the pedestal, and then when you meet him, you just realise that it's just another human being, and they've probably got the, the exact same insecurities that you have. It's just yeah, yeah it was no, very very weird for me. Yeah, you definitely build people up, and then you're like, why am I taking? Why is this so awkward for me? Like it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Person. Uh, but yeah, I I I like working with as many local people as I can find. Failing that, just <laughs> people that are really cool. I yeah yeah. I like scrolling through Instagram and like finding um, like smaller like illustrators and stuff like that. Like obviously there's, there's the bigger ones that I've worked with like Ash and stuff. But um, I always like stumbling across someone's got like a really cool style. Because um, like there's not many brands out there that'll give the underdogs a chance. That's just like I don't know, I don't know why. But if something like someone's art's really nice, then just go for it. Yeah, I think so it obviously helps. I think yeah. it helps smaller brands uh stand out more like yeah exactly like you've done a lot of work with like um rum scum um yeah his his stuff so nice as well yeah and he did um one of my uh windbreaker jacket designs a few years ago um but it's nice it's yeah it's nice working with smaller smaller artists that are still like try to carve out um a path for themselves and trying to give other people a bit more like exposure and stuff like that yeah definitely i found yeah with his as well i think i think i might have been the first person to put one of his designs on a t-shirt maybe yeah maybe first or second and i love that kind of like we were saying before that it's very hard to find your 
area and to be different and to to gain a, a niche and stuff and, and yeah to gain a following that way and i love that if you find an artist that no one else has worked with yeah and then you're like right you're new you've not got a massive following this is brilliant can i please have something of yours let's work together let's figure something out because it's going to help you it's going to help me we're going to build a massive design that's hopefully going to be really well received as well i think that's that's one of the like the joys i have as well is finding these new artists that have a couple of hundred mm-hmm. a couple of thousand followers and being like right i really want to work with you let's figure something out let's do it yeah it's nice yeah and then when you finally do figure something out together and it blows up and it's like it it comes it comes true it's it's nice it's a very very nice feeling yeah it sure is um yeah and i i think like i'm leaning towards as well like now trying to work with more like tattoo artists and stuff like that so i've said this year that i want to i don't know how i'm going to do it but put more like with obviously people doing like tattoo inspired clothing and that's selling i kind of want to do that but in jewelry form i don't know how i'm going to do it i'm going to try and figure it out but I want to do some like traditional style tattoo art and jewelry. Yeah, that I could see that working really well, and it's something that not a lot of well, I don't think any other brands really done it. Yeah, I still like um, like I'm tattooed, I'm quite heavily tattooed, and it's just like as I've got old, I've got more into like black work kind of stuff, but I still very much like traditional style tattoos. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to go back to my roots a bit um but yeah make it into jewelry somehow be cool to make some like tattoo inspired earrings mm, yeah that'd be amazing i'd love to see some uh yeah big tattoo artists or just even smaller ones come up with some amazing jewelry designs mm-hmm. yeah like I've, at the minute i've kind of been reaching out to people as well to like make help people make stuff as well like make um like pin badges and stuff. I just worked with a guy called, I don't know how to pronounce it, I think it's Yerda. Have you heard of him? No, I don't think so. So after I finish this, um, I'll send you a link. You've probably seen his stuff before. He does like a lot of like cat designs um, and like fuck Tories stuff to do with stuff like that. Um, but I just messaged him out of the blue, I think saying like, would you like to create something together? Um, so yeah, so we've worked on a few things. I'm not, I can't say what it is yet because it's for him and it's for him to release online and stuff. Yeah. But we've worked on a few pieces together, um, and I'm like mega chuffed with it. Like none of it's for Bone Sculpt; it's all for him. Um, but I'm like super stoked on how it's come out. Um, but yeah, when that comes out, yeah, I'll be excited. That's awesome. It's quite cool that you're sort of starting to help other artists and brands kind of realise their dreams as well. Because you could have quite happily just gone. Do you know what? I found a, an area that's working really well for me and uh, screw it. I'm going to keep doing this jewellery and everybody else can figure it out. Yeah, I, yeah, I could have done, but I don't know. I like helping people out. I like if people are struggling, I like helping where I can. Um, and it's just, I'm very much into art and I like my art and I like um, helping people make their art into like a physical product. It's a nice feeling. and. Yeah, it looks nice. Mm, I might have to hit you up and uh, try and figure out some sort of like weird jewellery or something. Yeah, mate, let's do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm down to make no weird jewellery. 
I think that's that's what I wanted to do this year was just work with as many brands as possible, um, and just see like what happens. So yeah, no, definitely. I think I'll have a have a think and we'll try and do something that'd be amazing. Yes, mate, let's do it. I'm I'm always down for making new jewelry. Like it gets to the point where like I like my my brain goes dead. I can't think of anything else, and then someone will come up to me and say like, "Oh, you think you could make this?" I'm like, "I can definitely make that." And like, let's definitely do that because that's a great idea and that'll sell very very well. So if you've got like, yeah, if you have something in mind that you think wouldn't be possible, it's more than likely possible. So we can definitely do it. Awesome. Have you, uh, did you get any more questions? <laughs> I'm all out. Um, what did I get? Um, have you ever done any title conventions or stalls? No, that's something that I'm uh, failing at, I guess. I mean, I need to do something like that because I think I've realised that the people that have done it have benefited <laughs> so much from it. So mm -hmm. you said you've done some... Um, Forbidden 13, I know he does like the car shows and stuff, or did the car shows, yeah. and he's got a big following from that. Um, mm. Yeah, loads of other brands that I've talked to that have got like a, a decent, consistent community have yeah. done events. Uh, but I don't know if I don't know if the tattoo convention is the right thing for me. I don't know where I really kind of sit with I it. I think I think it would work out quite well for you because we've done um, Leeds Tattoo Expo for like the last three years running obviously before COVID um, and like the first time like we had a tiny tiny stall and I was super nervous but like every time we've been there it's been like hugely popular and it's worked out very well um, and kind of gone against what I thought was going to happen um, and obviously we met loads of other brands and stuff like that loads of other artists I just I really enjoy doing it like I've always I've always very very shy as a kid and I didn't really like talking to people and I've got older obviously coming out of my shell um, I really like meeting new people. It's also nice as well, like meeting people who follow you on Instagram, meeting them real, like real life. Yeah, it is. I so, think I met um, Thumbs. There's the artist Thumbs. Yeah. And it was one of the Comic Cons I went to, and he was, I don't know, within a couple of year, years of him doing it, and he was like still quite small. And I was just like, oh my yeah. god love your stuff and now he's absolutely massive it's just crazy it's it's weird but it's nice seeing people grow at the same time it's nice seeing people that you've followed for a long time kind of like finally get the like recognition they deserve mm, i will have to look at it i mean i don't know what kind of where, where it's going to end up in the next year but i think i'd yeah. set my heart more on like doing a uh like a brand influencer type meetup that'd be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That, like, um, my friend who is a barber, um, she's got a shop in Lucy Centre, but it's like the massive floor of like a retail kind of building. Yeah. Uh, and she's got like there's like a whole like bathroom which at the minute is being used kinda for a dance studio. Um, and I'm trying to sway her to like do more like markets for like independent brands because it it'll bring money in like for for them for the business. Um, and then obviously it helps out the smaller businesses as well. But, mm, yeah. But yeah, I think something like that would be amazing. Like I've spoke about it a couple of times, I think trying to do a load of like the people that I've now networked with that own brands, get them all to mm -hmm. 
somewhere central and we'll all have like a couple of drinks or we'll take a load of our like designs that we're going to release we'll get some influence invo- influencers involved as well we'll um yeah. obviously take photos we'll sh- like share all the, the the people with our like to wear our stuff um we'll document it all so we'll like tag each other in all our stories we'll make people yeah. want to be there like they're gutted they missed out kind of thing um and i think that would then have a massive impact for like everyone involved i think people would gain so much from it to actually see like these people in real life and to network like a lot more yeah i mean that'd be where are you based uh norfolk so norwich oh yeah okay so close but not not really close to anyone yes it's not it's not mega far out but yeah it's not mega close either no i think most people that i've seen own brands are like Manchester, Liverpool, that kind of side. Yeah, yeah. So it would have to be somewhere settled. Like, I guess L- London's pretty central. Yeah, pretty central. Yeah, but that's kind of what I want to do. I think I, I've got my heart set on doing that kind of meetup rather than like a um a convention or something. It might be wrong, but I've just got this. You know, you build something up in your head, and you're like, "This is such a great idea. It's going to be amazing." It might be, or it might be the wrong, the wrong play. But... No, I, I, yeah, no, I think it's a good idea that, like, getting everyone, like, who, yeah, it's a good idea. Like, meeting people in person is a good thing, and then meeting people that you've talked to like for a long time on Instagram, that's a good thing as well. Like meeting them in person, um, and just do the same thing as what you do online, basically, just show ideas off of each other, show each other new designs and stuff like that. It's nice, and it's nice to build a community. Yeah, I think everyone would gain so much from it, as as well as like all the influencer people. So you could get like a bunch of photographers involved that love taking those kind of product action, like um, shots in the city, and then influencers that love to wear stuff. So then you gain people that take the photos. You gain like influencer friends. You'd network. Mm-hmm. It would just, I think it would be amazing, but who knows? <laughs> it's it's something to work on. It's it's a big project, but it's something to work on that. Yeah, would be a very good idea. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any more questions? Um, I don't. Have you? I mean, I kind of want to use this to, like, like I said, to pick your brain as much as possible, get as much info, and I think it's been really good and like really helpful. Is there anything that you'd you could say to me that would like help, or any tips or tricks that you've found that are like? oh, you're doing this wrong, or have you considered doing this, or that, you know, that kind of thing? No, just honestly, just keep pushing. Just don't give up on it. Like, there's, there's days where you probably think you can't be asked to do that anymore, but just keep pushing it. Like, you've got nothing to lose, really. You've got a lot to gain. Um, yeah, just keep pushing. If you if you know you want it, if you, if you believe in it, and you believe it's going to work, then the majority of the time, it will work. If you keep pushing it, it's just hard work. It's just constant. It's not like, oh, I can post something like once a month on Instagram and it's going to work. It's a constant slug and you have to keep going for it. Um, but if you keep pushing, it works. So just, just keep going for it and eventually it'll pay off and then you'll get to a, a higher level of like followers on Instagram. And then you'll have people who are now in your position messaging in a few years' time saying, the exact same things to you like what do I need to do mm. yeah it's always really tricky because it's quite easy for me to turn around and speak to the people who are like 
starting out and stuff and be like, oh, it's, it's do this, this and this. Have you considered this? And then like getting here now and it's like, right now, now's the, the real side of it where you're like slowly pushing away, slowly plugging, like, yeah, just trying yeah. to, that snowball is such a slow build and I think people don't realise how long it can take. Yeah, I think a lot of people start up a brand and think it's going to, they think they have the best ideas in the world, which they may do, and they think it's going to take off overnight. The reality is it just doesn't happen like that, unfortunately. You have to keep pushing. It's a, it's a daily, daily battle with it. But, yeah, it's worth it. Mm, yeah, it sure is. It's nice to, like, have a chat with someone that you've only ever had, a like, a text based chat with that's really really nice and refreshing to have that kind of interaction with you and, and yeah. with other people you, i find that i gain a lot from it um hopefully you've enjoyed it as well I've, I've yeah i've enjoyed it i was very nervous like i'm always nervous like talking to people for the first time but um hopefully it's not the last time but um yeah i really enjoyed it thank you for thank you for asking me to come on and do it